Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo, discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Brian, we got a one-star review over at Apple Podcasts from Jalelelelelele. All right. It said, didn't give it a chance. I wouldn't take this review too seriously. I have the show eight minutes. I have the show eight minutes. Okay, <laughs> good for you. And there were too many political jabs. Was looking for a tech show, not another political show. And I am guessing that he was talking about us talking about vaccines, hmm. which was a technical issue on the last episode because we were talking about Facebook and disinformation, right? Yep. Okay. And, and I'm also I'm I'm so done arguing that there's no distinction between tech and politics these days. They're oh, there's intertwined. None. There's there's none. completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna have a language disclaimer here because I am going to say some words that I I I'm just I know that I will. So okay. I'm just going to tell you right now <laughs> that there are going to be words that are going to offend some snowflakes. So someday we'll have a clean show. No, we're never gonna have a clean show. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Especially not right now because I'm gonna tell you about a dumb fucking cunt influencer. See, I got it out of the way. I just gave you I gave you the disclaimer, got it out of the way. So in my in my spheres here in Los Angeles, I have run ins. I, I share the same orbit, as it were, with influencers. I'm sorry. Not not the good influencers like, you know, uh, I, are there any? Honestly, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I knew you were going to say that. That was the name I was thinking of, too. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, hey, hey Jordy, oh, mind meld, mind meld. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this dumb fucking cunt influencer who is shy of 7 million followers, um, got a COVID test, a PCR test, not one of the, you know, just run of the mill. She got a PCR test, Mm -hmm. uh, last week and the results came in on Friday. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we found out, yes, positive, positive for COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. Public figure. Mm-hmm. Doing her thing out and about, shaking her ass and her little titties everywhere, being an influencer. And um, we found out that you know, she felt a little off eight days before that, before she got the PCR test. Mm-hmm. So that was at least eight days before she got a result. So since then, little cunty McCuntalot has been out doing shows, uh, doing live live uh, meet and greets, uh Checking out homes, uh, basically being everywhere that one shouldn't be and living in a hotel and not disclosing the fact that she is COVID-19 positive to anyone or wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. So you want you want to hear how pissed off I am. This is how pissed off I am, because I also found out yesterday that one of my best friends in the world is a COVID-19 long hauler and has been having a shit ton of issues. So. You know, this chick could be out there killing people, could be causing people irreparable harm, and doesn't give a fuck about what she's doing. So, yes, I am pissed off at the world right now, Brian, and Cunty McCuntalot can go shoot herself in the Cunty McCuntalot face. That's all I care about. Well, look, we're never going to get out of this. I'm very saddened about it. Um, This is not the America that I grew up in, but apparently the American dream now is it's all about me and I'm going to do whatever I want and to hell with everyone else. Uh, We have no sense of civic responsibility anymore. That's just gone. The hell's that? Can you get likes from civic responsibility? I guess not. No, you you can't. You can't. You can get likes from wearing a flag uh, as underwear and coughing your COVID-19 breath all over the people that are taking the pictures for you and putting on your makeup these days. That's, Uh that's, yeah. 
that's the way you do it. It's sad. It's, it's really sad. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, we're not going to get out of this and the, the numbers are going up and, uh, you know, it's not even just the numbers. I mean, even anecdotally, I've talked to a couple of my friends and one of my friends told me that like, everybody she knows is vaccinated, but everybody's getting it. Um, you know, obviously they're not getting incredibly ill, but we still don't even know the science on, on this. We don't know if the vaccine is going to stop a lot of these long haul effects that that people are starting to see. There's now worries about increased risk of Alzheimer's. There's worried that, uh, you know, mental degradation is occurring if you've had COVID, um, which I, I would argue that might be there pre COVID. Hence, no, 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 no. A lot no, of the population no. not being vaccinated yet, but uh, <laughs> no, but people who have ha- have even had it, got it after they had it through no fault of their own, were yep. completely careful. Yep. Do have mental degradation issues from yeah. the long haul effects, which is why yeah. I'm so fucking pissed off. Yeah, and I'm I'm intensely worried about that. Obviously, I have a child who's too young to get vaccinated. Um, I am I can't leave the country if I get a, a positive test at this point, and I'm leaving the country in in a week and a half. Uh, I don't trust anyone. Uh, and now it's not even not a case of not trusting anyone. Even the people I trust, uh, through no fault again, like like we said, the Delta variant is so is so viral that through people through no fault of their own, people I trust implicitly, people I know who are doing the right things can get it. Can still get sick. Yes. Because there's all these people running around not giving a goddamn fuck about anyone. (sighs) I, 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 I'm just done with this. I'm done. I'm done. And I'm so thrilled I'm going to Canada. Not that there aren't anti vaxxers. Not that there are. Let me finish, Jason. Not (laughs) that there aren't anti vaxxers in Canada, but Canada's vaccination rate has skyrocketed past the US now. And the people that are refusing to take it and the people that are demonstrating in the streets are treated the way they should be treated like menaces to fucking society. Remember in the AIDS days, if you actually knew you had AIDS and had sex with somebody, they would treat you for or they would charge you with attempted murder. If you spit on somebody, even if you had AIDS, they would charge you with attempted murder. Let's let all of the fucking potheads out of prison and put in the fucking anti-vaxxers. Look, we never would have. We'd still have smallpox if this fucking new American attitude was still in existence. Was in existence back then. This is ridiculous. I'm so. I, I've read a couple great articles about it, and I'd, here we are. We're like going on and on about something that isn't technically tech, but it is because we might all die, well, and then there won't be another show. I'm, I, I started this off influencers, with this, almost yes. seven million followers. This person <laughs> has and is out there telling everybody it's okay. Yeah, I'm done. I'm just over it, and I think. Everybody that has done the right thing is now just getting fucking pissed. Yeah, everybody's pissed. I mean, everybody's pissed. So, yeah, there it is. So a little follow up for next week. There will be no show next week because you are traveling. You're going Hopefully. to Canada. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I, if I if yeah. I pick up a, if I pick up the COVID somewhere, I'm not going anywhere. So we'll see. Yeah. But yes, theoretically, that that'll be it. So, yeah. And I need some time to settle in and get all my stuff there and god damn it i'm just so <laughs> i'm so tired jason it, it's one it, it's already enough just to be packing up your entire house with your kid and everything and moving to a different country and i'm just depressed constantly because we see the wave coming again and i can't believe we're here six months they're giving you can walk into a dairy queen and get vaccinated in this country completely free and we can't get it done i know i know okay anyways 
Let's move on to other things that are pissing no, me but off. I'm, and I'm taking the week off because it's my 50th birthday week. And I said, fuck it. I don't care. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad going to have a week it. for me. Go party with that influencer. Well, the thing is, no, I'm staying the hell at home and I'm going to read books and enjoy myself because, you know, this is the last this is the last one. You know, it's like you look at all the different milestones as you grow older and 50 is really the only one that anybody cares about. I'm not making it to 100. We all fucking know that. If I made it to 70, I'd be amazed. So uh, this is the last great one. So I'm going to take time for me. I'm going to have some JC Poo time. And Good. that's what we're going to do. Good. I'm happy for you. And then we'll be back after that. Uh, you're not going to be back the week after, but we'll have a guest host uh, to fill in for you. So. Excellent. There we go. All right. All right. Other things that are pissing me off. Now, I'm not going to spoil this. This is about the – we talked about the Anthony Bourdain documentary and the the voice manipulation thing that occurred where they used lines that he never actually said because he used one of the uh, artificial language thing programs that are out there to read off lines in his voice, which they never should have done. Uh, but uh, And again, I'm not going to spoil this, but apparently it's not the only thing that's faked. The entire ending, which pulls at the heartstrings, was completely constructed and made up, and it didn't happen organically whatsoever. If you want to know what it is, the link is in the show notes if you want to go into the movie not knowing about what's going on, other than the fact that I just told you it's completely faked and bullshit. Uh, you know, don't read the link in the show notes, but it's, it does – you know, I understand that documentaries are often play with the truth. A little bit. Uh, but I do think at this point in time, as we've all become more and more media savvy, some sort of uh, declaration should be made about things that are created rather than happened organically and aren't part of an actual documentary. Uh, then it, it travels over into what? Scripted reality or, or whatever we're going to call it these days. Uh, and the other thing that just completely drove me nuts is, of course, they called it AI. That the, the voice manipulation. It's not AI. It's a machine <laughs> learning algorithm. That's all it is. Yeah, they probably used Descript and the one that we used to <laughs> talk about, like Sparrow, is, it had some bird name or whatever that you yeah. can just feed in stuff and yeah. Yeah, I don't know why that stuff still bothers me, but when I read it in this article, I just wanted to bang my head into a brick wall again. So yeah. there you go. And a little bit more follow-up uh, about the whole returning to work thing. Uh, companies that make people return to the office will lose employees. Okay. That is uh, what all these uh, professionals now in the industry are saying is basically if you're not going to be offering some work from home aspect of it now that people have gotten used to it and gotten used to the fact that they don't have to sit in a car for two hours for commuting and they, you know, they're able to be a little bit more flexible with their time. Because, again, if you have a child, you understand that this country provides zero, zero assistance for raising children. So I, I guess the USA just doesn't want to have another generation. Seems to be trying to kill people. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, that's basically it. It's They're basically saying if you do not offer some sort of option, good luck getting good talent. Okay. So be it. So be it. Unemployment <laughs> will go up. That's mm -hmm. the way it's going to be. Um, speaking of unemployed people, uh, Jeff Bezos is an unemployed astronaut because he technically is not an astronaut. The FAA said, lick my sweaty balls, Jeff, <laughs> because you're not an astronaut. To be an astronaut, there are specific guidelines where you actually have to do something on the flight. You have to be part of the crew. You have to either fly the ship or be part of the safety protocols or blah, blah, blah. But the FAA says that there are, there are you know, guidelines to being an astronaut, not just going up in your fucking space Uber, which you is what he did. You can't just be a passenger. Yeah. 
You can't just be a passenger. So uh, the FAA said, no, uh, sorry. And they came out with this like right after. It's just like, no, you're not getting the wings. So the wings that they got at the the pinning ceremony, same with Virgin Galactic, uh, were just, you know, they're they akin to the little TWA plastic wings you would get as a child when you flew on a plane. It's like, fine, fine. You know, I, I just because I flew on a plane does not make me a fucking pilot. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's you know, hey, isn't the whole point of this the fact that they wanted to start space tourism? So, you know, shut up. Yeah, Don't pretend you, you're an you astronaut. You're the first get tourist. A tourist badge. There yeah. You go. Exactly. You get a lay and a kiss on the cheek when you get off the plane. That's it. In the news. Our first bit in the news is from Barrett, who wrote in, what the fuck? And this is a whole story about YouTubers who blew the whistle on an anti-vax plot. So there was apparently a mysterious marketing agency. I wonder who might have been funding them. I wonder. I wonder. And I wonder. I wonder. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it was the Democrats. Uh, who offered to pay social media stars to spread disinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Their plan only failed when some influencers actually grew a set of balls and instead of taking the money, went public about their attempt to recruit them. So I'm finally actually impressed with a bit of YouTubers. Yeah, the influencers here, uh, I think they were German influencers. The Germans have the been Germans. Yeah. Yes, I, my influencer is definitely not German. <laughs> and uh, a bit more news in the uh, genetic screening area. We've been talking about uh, all these all these different uh, companies for a long time now and how they're kind of bullshit. Uh, and here we go again. In August 2020, the first American child was born after using a new kind of genetic test in hopes of reducing the risk of heart disease. In vitro fertilization offered her father, the physician, an opportunity to use pre-implanting testing to select that embryo, according to this test from Genomic Prediction. So they are doing these new embryo tests now, uh, theoretically, to try to lower risk of certain diseases and conditions and things like that. However, genetic professionals have concerns about this high-tech solution to have healthy babies, as Orchard's tagline puts it. So they're basically, you know, trying to sell fear to get you to do stuff. They're saying the tests aren't necessarily bad or inaccurate, but rather the science is complete. We do not know how all these things work out. Uh, and as they point I out again, science, though. Yeah, correlation yeah. has never been causation, and this is not a crystal ball, and they are selling basically junk science again. I don't know if this is junk science. I mean, they get a unproved test on science. It's unproved science, Unknown. but you have to test. So, yeah, I mean, hey, you gotta, you want to make an omelet? You got to break some embryos. So, <laughs> go on. You know, all right, that's the way it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, it's random. Whoever gets picked anyway from the eggs and the sperm, so. What what harm is there in this by giving it a little, you know, little test? I don't I see a difference. I don't, I, don't, no, no, I, don't, no, no, I don't really see the problem with this. All they're doing is selecting selecting embryos that were, you know, ready to go. So, But if they're selling it as this is the solution, we can guarantee. I don't think they're saying that. I guarantee. I guarantee that their lawyers said that there's no guarantee. <laughs> I was exactly going to say, I guarantee you that they're fine print is saying that they're not guaranteeing yeah. that, but certainly their promotional materials are saying that. But offered her father, a physician, the opportunity. So they're telling a doctor. So the doctor is making the decision here. He's not, he, he might not be a great doctor. You know, <laughs> we know a bunch of quacks out there, but he's at least a medical physician that's making this choice, which is well, probably why they chose him to begin with. 
you know, to give themselves a little bit of cred. But, you know, this is look, I've seen Gattaca. This shit's going <laughs> to happen no matter what. Whatever. Uma Thurman was great in that movie. She's great in everything. But still, it was a crappy movie. Uh, you could still have crappy kids. You know, nature versus nurture. Who knows? But if the kid's heart's not going to explode when he comes out of the womb, then that might be a plus. That's all I'm saying. Bold statement. It is a bold statement. And the FTC has voted unanimously to enforce right to repair. So you can repair your in vitro embryo when it comes out of the womb. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's great. Uh, And again, at this point in time, it no longer, uh, unless we're Adam Savage's at home, uh, it no longer applies to the normal people at home because good luck pulling apart your iPhone and fixing it yourself. But it does open up to third-party vendors to be able to do it a lot better and a lot cheaper and opens up the competition aspect of it. And we're looking at John Deere here. Honestly, I think this comes down. It's not, this is not the apples and the high-tech stuff. This is John Deere saying you can't fix your fucking tractor. Come on, you know. Those guys need to be taken to task. And then I think this is what this is geared towards. I yep. bet this is more farming than it is, you know, uh, cell phones. Yeah. Well, it's all of it. And it's it's good. Uh, I'm, you know, we've been behind this the whole time. So I'm happy that that's yep. happening. Uh, we have some news from Snapchat, one of my favorite punching bags Who? from social media over Who? the years. They've announced their largest <laughs> user growth in years. According to its latest earnings report, daily active users have increased to 293 million, which is 23% growth from this time last year, which is the best it's seen in a while. It tops the company's prior best of 22%, which happened over four years ago. They are even uh, The number even tops Twitter which recently reported 206 million daily users in the second quarter. So, uh, of course, most of this growth can be attributed to pandemic lockdowns ending, as well as a much improved Android app. However, there's another surge coming, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but good on them. They actually, they're still hanging in there against all the odds. Yeah. <laughs> when was the last time you said, send me a snap? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You would have thought TikTok totally would have taken over their thunder, but apparently there's still a dedicated group of 293 million people that are still using Snapchat. So good on them. Yeah. Uh, I have an anecdote about this because this, I was down, I've been back and forth between my moms a lot recently, obviously, as we're getting ready to move. But uh, uh, we weren't even really talking about anything. And my mom out of nowhere basically said, I can't use Facebook anymore. It's useless. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't see any of my friends' updates. All I see are basically ads for things or or whatnot. Like I, I scroll and I scroll and I don't. I used to see my friends' updates. I don't see my friends' updates anymore. And I've got to say, Facebook, uh, when you're losing the olds, you're in serious trouble because you've already lost the youngs. The only people that are still on Facebook on a regular basis are us old people who want to see our friends' updates. If you lose my mom, I don't know who your user base is going to be pretty soon. Yeah, no, well, I do. I do. I had to, had to actually reshuffle the show notes here. Mark Zuckerberg says he wants to transform Facebook from a social media company into a metaverse company because he's had a good run here in the real world. And Mark wanted to be the master and commander of all of his domain, but that just didn't really work out the way he thought it was going to be. He is not the king of the world. And so instead of being a better person and creating a better company, he just decided, said, fuck it, let's go into cyberspace where he can then be king of the world. So I don't even uh, understand what a metaverse company means. Well, go back and read Snow Crash. Go back and read Snow <laughs> okay. Crash. That was All the right. metaverse. So mm-hmm. it's basically, you know, this I, in the way he describes it is, you know, 
<laughs> he said uh, they're going to focus on building the Internet successor. Yeah, good luck. Uh, from infinite offices to egalitarian societies, peek into the social network's future plans, which is basically that there's going to be companies everywhere. He wants to build the spec. He wants to build out the infrastructure and get all the other companies in the world on board so he can be Lord God of all. Well, you know, over his domain, <laughs> because, you know, there's probably no regulations in the metaverse. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's that's his new grand plan. All right. Um, Definitely time to d divest from Facebook if you've still got money in it. This is this is a sinking ship. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but to fund the metaverse, he's going to the religioverse. <laughs> So, uh, yes, they are uh, targeting faith groups and churches right now to do paid live streaming and things like that. Apparently, Sheryl Sandberg uh, is a big faith-based person, um, <laughs> which you've got to be, I guess, to work with Mark Zuckerberg. you got to have faith. My own personal Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got to have faith, faith, faith. See, I went, to, I went to Pesh Mode. I know. I, I, was, I was hoping you were going to chime in with a tune. <laughs> but you didn't anyway so yeah that's what they're doing they're charging like 10 bucks a month for people to go to uh online facebook live religious services they've been working with different uh, churches and uh, pastors and things like that so um basically they're you know the scammers are going to the bigger scammers to find money to find ways to get money from the rubes reach out and touch zuck <laughs> there you go see i knew you had it in you i oh, knew you there. had it in you and uh, this one just, again, uh, uh, I'm just bleeding from the forehead this week. This, again, had me smashing my head into a brick wall. Jack Dorsey hopes Bitcoin can bring about world peace. Yes, he's so optimistic <laughs> about... He can, he can buy beard oil with Bitcoin. Oh, my Bitcoin. God, he looks, he, looks, he looks so terrifying. He's so optimistic about the cryptocurrency, he reckons it could bring about a more peaceful planet. The billionaire suggested Bitcoin could help address financial inequality. The billionaire suggested Bitcoin could help address financial inequality. The billionaire <laughs> suggested Bitcoin could help address financial inequalities and allow humanity to concentrate on bigger issues. He says, like my ransomware. <laughs> My hope is that it creates world peace or helps create world peace, Dorsey said. We have all these monopolies off balance and the individual doesn't have power. The amount of cost and distractions that come from our monetary system today is real and it takes away attention from the bigger problems. The reason you are Says a billionaire. The, billionaire. <laughs> the very reason that you are a billionaire is because of all this stuff. So it's real fucking cute that you think you can fix it now by pumping up your own Bitcoin to make yourself more money. Also, you can't even seem to fix fucking fake news on Twitter. You think that you're going to fix the world now? God, no, I'm so sick of the fucking thinking. complex that these fucking tech billionaires have. They don't dude, fix dude, shit. It, 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 no, it's endemic from this. They, they go insane. People are not supposed to have this much money or power, period. It's not natural. Nope. And when these people get this, they turn into like an Austin Powers villain. You know, that's the way that this works, period. Yep. Nobody is meant to have this much money or power, period. No. And especially a dumb fuck like Jack. Seriously. I mean, the guy <laughs> is not a fucking genius. I, he's not. He's, he's an introverted little square kid. That's why he named his company Square, because he is one. Uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. But uh, yeah, he, he's not. He's obviously not looking at the you know most of the transactions on Bitcoin because it's either people who are hedging their bets to make money on it, or it's ransomware fuckers who are actually making money on it. Yep. You know, that's 
since the Silk Road is shut down, you can't buy drugs or murder anymore. So at least you got to get some ransomware money in there. But, you know, Bitcoin's going to save the world, says the billionaire. <laughs> Fucking twat. Uh, speaking of twats and billionaires, mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk both want to colonize space. Here are the six biggest problems with their plans from thinning bones to toxic plants on Mars. Actually, let I me go it. ahead and, and condense this down to the one problem. Space wants to kill you. It's like Australia. <laughs> yes. Space is like quicker. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the TLDR is basically biology. Yeah. Biology in space is hard. <laughs> <laughs> we're not meant to live there we are not gelatinous pieces of goo that can float in you know zero gravity forever we are built to live on a planet with gravity and yes. oxygen and food and water and, and none bitcoin of which fucking existed in bitcoin <laughs> yes and none facebook churches come on <laughs> can i get a hallelujah up in here well five a month <laughs> Speaking of space and Elon Musk, uh, the, everybody in the world sent this to us, but I'll give credit to Martim who sent it first and said, wow, even the moon can trick a Tesla. We have talked about the various <laughs> ways that uh, self-driving cars are a cluster F that will t always be 20 years away, but this one is probably my favorite of all time. So Tesla, as we talked about, recently announced that any Tesla user can subscribe, not buy, subscribe to Autopilot's full self-driving feature. Read that again. Yes. Full self-driving feature, which is not a full self-driving feature. <laughs> In fact, even the moon made the car slow down. It yep. turns out that the feature mistakes the full moon for a yellow light and slows down the vehicle. And now the article says it should be noted this is an extremely yellow and quite low moon, to which I would say it should also be noted that it was the moon, <laughs> an object that is 238 thousand miles away see this is what happens when you use uh photography instead of lidar because lidar would tell you that it's two hundred and thirty-eight thousand fucking miles away <laughs> there is no yellow light now i get that the tesla can go pretty fast but if it needs two hundred and thirty-eight thousand miles to, slow, <laughs> to down, slow down i'm not getting in that car I, you know, the Tesla guys might need to talk to the SpaceX guys to work on their on their software. That's all I'm saying. To the moon, Elon. Yes, and by and you can go to gog.show slash shop. Coming soon, we will have our uh, stoplight stickers for your back window any day now. I think we just make moon stickers at this point. That's true. That's true. Shoot the moon. Warmer, sunnier days are calling, and it's time to fuel up with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor Fresh's never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day that you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Step into a world of endless culinary delight with over 35 enticing meal options and over 60 tantalizing add-ons refreshed weekly. This may supercharge your wellness journey with dietitian approved dishes built on ingredients you can count on. Treat your taste buds every day from sunrise to sunset with effortless nutritious choices spanning from energizing breakfasts to delectable desserts. Indulge in the luxury of restaurant-caliber meals right at home. Savor the sophistication of filet mignon, the freshness of shrimp, and the bold flavors of blackened salmon. 
Simplify your life with Factor Meals, ready in just two minutes. Say goodbye to grocery runs, tedious prep, and cleanup. I love these things. I can't even tell you what I had this week because I had so many of them. But that's the great thing about Factor. Every week you have new options, and they're delicious. And you can tailor your eating experience with six specialized menu options. Whether you're looking to cut calories, boost protein, go meat-free, or maintain a well-rounded diet, they make it easy to support your lifestyle goals. Tune in to taste, convenience, and wellness with every bite. Head to factormeals.com slash grumpy50 and use code grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code grumpy50 at factormeals.com slash grumpy50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Today's episode is sponsored by Private Internet Access, America's number one virtual private network, also known as a VPN. Even if you use incognito mode, your internet service provider is storing your browsing data and many times even selling it. But Private Internet Access, or PIA, can help. PIA encrypts and reroutes your internet traffic through one of its own servers, hiding your data from your internet service provider or network admin. And with servers in over 75 countries, you can get unrestricted access to geoblock content around the world. PIA comes with an easy-to-use app and browser extensions for all devices, a rock-solid privacy policy, open-source security, advanced customization settings, and it was just ranked the fastest VPN in the world by PCMag. If you sign up with PIA right now, you can take advantage of a special deal only for GOG listeners. By using our link, gog.show slash VPN, you can get complete digital privacy for less than $2 a month and four extra months for free, which means only $1.98 a month and up to 83% off. That's so much more inexpensive than virtually every other VPN on the market. And if you get it right now, you can take PIA's 30-day risk-free challenge. You can try it out for 30 days and see if you like it. If not, just return it for a full refund. So go to GOG.show slash VPN and try out the best VPN on the planet completely risk-free. That's GOG.show slash VPN. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Media Candy. Uh, some sort of geek fest is going on right now because a shit ton of trailers are dropping. <laughs> is it comic? I don't even know what it is anymore. They're all virtual. Well, there's no there. Comic Con. Is there anymore? I, I think it's a virtual Comic Con because there's a whole bunch of stuff. So yeah, is, is there a Comic Con so, anymore? Honestly. No, of course not. Because virtual uh, Comic Con is the internet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Every <that's> day. True. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a trailer for Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, I actually watched it. I liked it. I, I think I would watch this show. Uh, we also got another trailer for the second season of Lower Decks. We'll not be watching that one. So no, no. So I, if you've I, got I, to, I watched, I watched the Prodigy trailer. I'm not in. Nah. Uh, I think nah. it's you know I watch so much kids stuff these days that I'm kind of immune to it and see it as cute. So I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to it. Maybe the kid will. Is watch there a it Baby Janeway song coming? No, there's no baby Janeway, uh, but she is a hologram. So maybe her and, and uh, Wheezy can get together and do holographic performances in the future. It should be fun. Did you see the picture of him with the fucking pantyhose on his head? Yes, I saw that. the soccer game. <laughs> oh, 
god. Uh, we also got a new Dune trailer, which I forgot to put in the show notes, which, man, I am cautiously optimistic. I know I'm going to end up disappointed, but the trailer looked great. And uh, we got the Dexter Revival revealed their first trailer at Comic-Con. Um, I'm, I haven't watched it yet. I'm kind of torn. I think I want to go in cold. Well, that's the same with me and Dune. I'm going in cold. I don't want to watch the trailer for Dune. I can't I'm go gonna... in cold for Dune. I've read the book 7,000 times. No, but I mean the trailer. You know, <laughs> right. the, the, this interpretation thereof. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm I'm waiting on it. I'm just going to I'm I'm just going to power that one through and then I'll just watch it when it comes out and then I'll wait a year and a half for part 2 or 3 right. years or 7 years or maybe they'll just cancel it after part 1 because it <laughs> failed so miserably. Who knows? We shall see. We shall see. <laughs> and uh, Barrett wrote in and said I found this via Reddit works perfectly. They even have an app for my Fire TV stick and this is lowcast.org. Watch your local broadcast TV for free. Lowcast is a not-for-profit streaming service offering users access to broadcast television stations over the internet. Uh, it's a, some select U.S. cities. Uh, they're not all over the place yet, and I don't know if they will be. Uh, I would also like to point out that even though they say watch your local broadcast TV for free, it is $5 per month. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. If you can't afford to contribute the $5 per month and you would like the uninterrupted version of Lowcast, you might qualify for the Lowcast Cares program. Click here for more details, it says. So I would argue that is not free unless you're in a very special case and you apply well, for it. Well, nothing is free. Somebody's got to pay for the damn servers. You know? well, I agree I, completely, but I think your headline on your website should not then be watch your local broadcast TV for free. <laughs> no shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for profit does not mean losing all your money. Uh, but uh, we covered this before when it first came out a couple of years ago, and uh, seems to work. I went and I watched it for free for a few seconds. Uh, didn't didn't get any upsells or anything, but uh, it was just a few seconds. If I wanted to leave it on all day, I'm sure they would yeah. say, uh, "Excuse me, I want my five. I want my five, I want my five dollars. dollars." I love yeah. that movie. I watched Won't You Be My Neighbor, the uh, love Fred Rogers movie. documentary. I'd never <laughs> seen it. God damn, I love that movie. <laughs> right? It's just so great. Yeah. See, this is the case of a documentary where I don't give a fuck if they made anything up, but I know that they didn't because there's so much anecdotal evidence that Fred Rogers was Fred fucking Rogers his entire life all the way through. Yep. You know? But man, I, I feel like we're just a piece, we're a bunch of pieces of shit because all we do is shit on everything. And uh, Fred is out there saying, lift it, lift up your neighbor. We don't. We shit on our neighbor here. So <laughs> kind of made me sad in that way. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was just stuck to the TV. And uh, Ted Lasso season two is out. I know. I'm, I'm waiting. What? I'm waiting what? until I get to Canada to watch it. Too much what going on right now. You? Need need too much going it's 22 on. Twenty two minutes. <laughs> Can't do it. Can't concentrate. Twenty two minutes. I'll okay. get around to it. I can't do it right now. I'm surrounded by boxes, man. I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to crack a beer and sit there and watch it. You can for twenty two minutes, and uh, it's fantastic. So you, when you get to Canada, you'll be very happy. It's I, the same I can't show. Wait. I can't it wait. It literally picks up where. <laughs> It left off. Everything's the same. It's perfect. Good, so. good, because the same in this case is exactly what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't. Here's the here's the deal. They didn't fuck it up. It's a great recipe. Don't fuck it up. Ups and doodads. Uh, we get a lot of email um, from PR companies that never ever listen to our show, requesting interviews 
and uh, for us to talk to people about their silly projects. I kind of uh, want to start doing that, though. <laughs> should <you>? we? <laughs> I think we should. I, I mean, think we should take every person that comes in here and just just take the piss out. Just of Just do a them. do a five minute interview with them where we're like, <laughs> I mean, every single idea that's come through has been horrid. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, uh, anyways. Because nobody listens to our show, so obviously no. they're not going to hear this to know that we're going to tear down anybody that comes on the show. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so we got we got one yesterday that I was just, I had to have a chuckle after because we talked about that uh, app Halo uh, the other day, which yes. is the privacy-focused uh, social mm -hmm. media network that they're attempting yep. to launch. And, you know, I... I have no problem with the concept, but uh, once you have one, here comes the run of Don Quixote attempts at social networks that are privacy focused. We got a request yeah. to interview uh, the founder of Panquake. 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 I'll have that's mine a, with blueberries, please. <laughs> it's a Extra new butter. social media option uh, designed to address the worst problems that we see with big tech social media platforms. They will never collect or sell user data. First off, you have to collect some user data. So saying you will never collect user data is inherently false. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to log in. It will be ad-free, so not okay. controlled by advertisers, and will be transparent and free of the censorship and manipulation by algorithm that we all experience daily. I would like some censorship, please, with my pancakes. Yeah, seriously. Uh, just a quick side note. Um, mm -hmm. I was worried about today's uh, show because they're filming a, a VW commercial on my street. Mm -hmm. And I just got a text from our friend Brian Blondell that said, hey, what's going on with your street? There's a crazy camera car right in front of your house. So I just opened the blinds and I looked out. Holy shit, there's a crazy camera car in front of my house. <laughs> okay. So if you hear the dogs barking, that's why. This is one of those big boom rigs. I should... I'll take a picture later. I'm going to go fuck with him with my drone just to piss him off because it's VW and they're an evil ass company. So why not? Okay. But <laughs> I got to close the blind one second. <laughs> but holy shit, that thing's huge. Wow. It's like they're filming the next Batman movie or something. Anyway, Sponsored by VW. The future of Sponsored movies. Sponsored by VW. I, it should be the Joker movie then. <laughs> um, I got Alto's Odyssey, The Lost City. So uh, basically, Apple Arcade bought up some uh, some rights to Alto. And what they did was they took Alto's Odyssey and then added on an extra level and made it free if you're an Apple Arcade user. And I love it. You know, it's great. I'm glad they're doing it. I started at the beginning, but then I found a little button that said, import your Alto's Odyssey progress. <laughs> I'm like, well, shit, I'm on level 60 on Alto's Odyssey. Or yeah, 59. On Alto's Odyssey, why not? So then I imported it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of bummed now because I skipped all of the middle levels and <laughs> stuff like that. And I, I have to say that Alto's Odyssey is like a great book. And I've talked about this before on the show for years, uh, that when when I get to the end of a great book, I almost never want to finish it. Like, I've never finished reading Sandman out of... <laughs> 35 fucking years later, I've still never read the last five episodes of Sandman. And I'm going to have to soon because they're making it into a damn TV show. So I guess I should finish The Wake. But so I never finished the game. And uh, I think I'm just going to have to finish it finally. But right, uh, it's that. great. If you're on Apple Arcade, just go grab it because it's free now. Cool. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've loved that series. You've been talking about it nonstop since we started the show or since it came out. So, yeah. And and most of our friends on the Discord channel also agree that it's the the best game that's been on the, you know, iOS ever. So cool. I'm not I'm not alone on that. Yeah. All right. And uh, Barrett sent this in. Finally, some good, interesting tech news, this time batteries. And this is a startup that claims a breakthrough in long duration batteries. A four-year-old startup says it has built an inexpensive battery that can discharge power for days using one of the most common elements on Earth, iron. 
Form Energy's iron air battery breathes in oxygen and converts iron to rust. Thank God they're not claiming it's artificially intelligent. And then turns the rust back into iron and breathes out oxygen, just charging and charging the battery in the process. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's going to be too heavy for electric cars, but it will be capable of solving one of the most elusive problems facing renewable energy, cheaply storing large amounts of electricity to power grids when the All sun right. isn't shining and the wind isn't blowing. So we'll see. Uh, they're they're basically came out like this has been shrouded in secrecy and NDAs forever with some investors and all that. But uh, they're coming out and making it public because they want to make regulators and utilities aware that if all goes according to plan, they will be ready. Yeah, thank God for that. (laughs) Uh, They should be ready by 2025. So I like to quote the X-Files, I want to believe. Security? Ha! Dave Bittner is back. Dave is the co-host of the CyberWire podcast, co-host of the social engineering podcast, Hacking Humans with Joe Kerrigan, co-host of Caveat with Ben Yellen, where they discuss law and policy and surveillance and privacy. And finally, he's the co-host of Recorded Future, where he takes you inside the world of cyber threat intelligence. I would have made that my own, but as per (laughs) usual, Jason springs it on me about five seconds before we do it. (laughs) And Dave is the host of the CyberWire podcast, not the co-host. Always a co-host, never a host. Yeah. (laughs) Except for all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. I've only heard me do it a thousand times, so. Heard you do yeah. it. I, you think I pay attention when we're recording this? Fuck no. Oh, we live it. We live it. We live it, yeah. breathe it. In the moment. Uh, I was going to put this in media candy, but I felt it kind of belonged here because I have a feeling that you, Dave, will be with me on this. Uh, Disney Plus has been pumping the the material and mining their own backyard very, very well. They came out with a new show called Behind the Attraction. Now, obviously, this started as a... It's executive produced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and the very first episode is The Jungle Cruise, which is basically Hmm. an extended trailer for the movie that is now coming out. But they have kept it going. They've done five episodes so far where they basically go in-depth on rides from Disneyland. Um, A particular interest to you, I think, would be the Star Tours slash Star Wars Land episode where they – uh, you know, they go back in time to the original, like, groundbreaking and how they came up with the concept of the rides. And then this one, they get into Star Wars land as well. Uh, they've yeah. also done Haunted Mansion, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is no more, as uh, Space Mountain. Um, it's really good. The production is top-notch. The writing and voiceover work are cheesy as hell, but it is Disney. Um, I think you'd get a kick out of this. Yeah, I'll check it. So this is on Disney+. Plus. I suppose, right? Yes, yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, I know you didn't uh, grow up uh, three blocks away from Disneyland and go there every <laughs> single day, but uh, no. as I did, which is why this is a particular interest to me. But uh, I-, I thought you would enjoy it. You do like your theme parks, and I like. I know I you like Disneyland, and so yeah. Well, and I love all the behind the scenes stuff too. I'm, you know, when uh, I- I'm, I'm always interested in looking at the blueprints and the, you know, the overhead uh, maps of how the rides work and how they, you know, and all that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, this would be a lot of fun. It reminds me that, um, oh, I don't know, in the past year or so, I saw someone found in an old, like, theme park trade magazine an ad from the company who made the simulator that Star Tours uses. Ooh, Ah, yes, they they get... Deep into that in this episode, yes. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> yes, they do. So, but they, they so showed like the Imagineers that... flying over there to test it out to see if they could figure right. out a way to use it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so this ad was predated Star Tours. So it was just kind of like, hey, we built this thing and <laughs> you should use it, you know. <laughs> and little did we know that, yeah, it was going to get uh, a hell of a launch, right? With yes, Star Tours. Yes. Yeah. Star Tours is, <laughs> yeah. is the one that I definitely want to watch because that is my favorite thing in Disney ever. So, oh man. I, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, just again, I, I went, they, they talk about the um, uh, 48 hour or it was a 72 hour party that they did where they, they've never, they had never done that before. They kept the park open 24 hours a day for three days when they launched that ride. Wow. Because they knew the demand would be so huge. And uh, I was quite young at the time, uh, far too young uh, to have been there 24 hours straight, which is what, of course, my friends and I all did. Uh, we hopped on our bikes, snuck out of our houses, and went to attend the party. And it was the one and only time I ever got grounded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's it? Seriously? That, you got grounded hard to believe. Perhaps that says more about your parents than it does about you. Well, know. you know, getting, getting straight A's and all that buys you a bit of leverage. So, ah, okay. Yeah, so there yeah. was that, you know, you know, it's, it worked out. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's very, very well done. And what I didn't know is, you know, they had talked for years about, oh, well, you know, Star Tours is basically you can you can program that machine to move it any way you want. And it's just a film. So in the future, we're going to change it with different adventures. And they never Except did they the didn't. entire time. <laughs> they I was, well, right. they, they have now. They have, Jason. But yeah, but how long did it take? It took 20 years. Oh, yeah, forever, forever. Like yeah. they waited until the prequels came out and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, yeah. and by the so, way, I've never done Star Tours at Disneyland. I've only been to Disney World, the real one. Uh, do hmm. they have the big at-at here, like when you, you come out? the real one. <laughs> the, the real one? Disney Disneyland. World. No, the real one is Disney World. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, the janky, I'd the say, janky rundown one is here in Southern California, but the real uh, one is in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. Orlando's the one with the COVID. Uh, no. Okay, I, I gotta say, I gotta side with Jason here in See? that. See, uh, <laughs> walking underneath of the the scale at ad is pretty kick-ass and yeah uh, that is that is better they, they have and they the have space a, in florida <laughs> yeah they have a speeder bike outside that yep. you can sit on and have one your blown into the tree and... remember you see the one that was like wrapped around the yep. tree yeah because my dad yeah. and i went there on i was 18 and so it's 32 years ago my dad and i went we took this road trip from chicago to florida because we, we was go going to kennedy he wanted to go see the Rockets, and then we had our, mm. our day at – we did a day at Universal. We did a day at Disney, and we did a day at Epcot and all that stuff. And when we came – we did Star Tours, and we blown away, and we came out, and we about shit our pants when we saw the ad ad and everything. <laughs> and I have I have the – okay, this dates, it, this dates it properly. I took a picture of it on Kodachrome with my Nikon <laughs> 8008. So wow. it's on slides. I have a slide yeah. of the the ad at <laughs> when it first launched. So yeah, I I mean I I agree. It it is I think I, it is one of the it's probably one of the greatest. I don't know. I, I keep hedging, but no, it is the greatest ride experience I think I've ever had in my life. Exactly. And I remember the moment when because it's just all of your childhood dreams realized. You mm -hmm. know. Yes. And the moment when uh, Rex the pilot says, "I've always wanted to do this," as you're going down <laughs> into the trench. Like, yep. I was just like, me too. You will, uh, 
you will really, really, really enjoy this episode then because they get into because George Lucas himself was getting involved and they get into the ideas that George Lucas had for the ride and how they had to steer him away from his concepts. <laughs> Good. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and how they himself. finally landed on the actual concept. And yes, it was the Imagineers basically going. We were Star Wars geeks as kids. We want to build this ride for us. Yeah. We want to make it. We want to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 I The other thing I remember after the first time I rode it, I was so convinced by the simulator itself that I really thought that they were somehow accelerating you forward when you were doing the jump to light speed, I, that you weren't just tilting back. Yeah. You know, it was so <laughs> convincing to me. And I, and I was mm-hmm. I'm trying to think in my mind, like, how did, you know, how big a space must it be? How is this moving around? Where, you know, is it working? No, I mean, they're just tilting you around. And, uh, yeah. And when you get off, that, you get to see it. And it's just like, oh, okay. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I was totally convincing at the time. One of the times we were there recently, I think it was, we were at Disneyland recently. And um, I was chatting with, one of the women who was operating the ride and we were talking about, I was asking her how many, how much control do they have over what we see? Because we call them cast members, Dave. Thank Well, yes, I, I realized that since my he wife just called them one. later. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I married one. So there you go. Um, so because there's now there's three segments, right? There's three segments to the ride. And they can dial. They can either have it be totally randomized or dial it in. They yeah. can choose which ones you go to see. And so at that point uh, in the conversation, she was like, "Well, have you been to Kashyyyk yet?" And I was like, "No." She's all right. That's that's where you're going to go. Nice. And, so, and off we went. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So you can request where you'd like to go. Uh, you know, if you're if you're friendly and strike up a conversation, they do have some control over it. I nice. wish that every now and then you would go on and it would be the original. Oh. oh, yeah. I don't think that they run the original anymore because I guess they the don't. assumption is everybody's done it except for yeah. the kids. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. yeah. I wish either that or maybe if they would run, you know, like a couple hours a day, they would run one of the simulators. They would run the original. So those of us who have great affection for it could go back <laughs> and experience that. I've I mean, never seen anything but like the that. original. So Me I, either. Oh, I've yeah. not seen any of the new ones. Yeah. I have not been back oh, okay. since they switched it up. So. I'm looking for it. Anyways, good. great show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're good. Um, C-3PO is the pilot now. Um, yeah. And, oh, I like uh, the other one. <laughs> and it's in 3D. Well, you find, so... that, uh, you find out that Rex has been moved to Star Wars land. Okay. He's a DJ yeah. in, in the bar, apparently. Oh, right. Driving the Woodway yeah. people mover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I want to go back to Disney World, but I don't want to get covid so yeah, you're gonna have because I have a feeling like that. What what Jason was describing of seeing the adat for the first time. That's gonna be me when I see the new Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, Star yeah. Wars. I'm man. just, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get all misty and and I'm ready for that. Yeah, and and I'm the ready. funny part was like because we were doing that whole tour that day that we went and saw right before we got on Star Tours for the first time we saw Captain EO. Oh yeah, that was the yeah. the thing we saw oh, right before Captain that. EO. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I uh, that was something that well. to see too. That was that was an experience. I mean, it, that was a, that was a really it, cool yeah. experience. It's dated, but boy, in its time, it was really something. 
I saw it in its time. Yeah. It was really something. Yeah, me too. Sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. And as far oh, as yeah. I know, it is. It is no longer at any park. So you think? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's not. One questionable that one. Yeah, I wonder why. Well, I think we've set a new record. We've fully gone half the segment without once talking about anything security related. <laughs> I'm wondering if we should just call it a day. Uh, it's uh, your show. All right. Let me move on to it here. Um, on July 14th, Fight for the Future helped launch a nationwide campaign to document which of the country's biggest retailers are deploying facial recognition and which ones have committed to not use the technology. I think this follows solidly in the we knew it was happening, but now we really know it's happening category. Mm -hmm. Um, so a bunch of huge companies, Macy's, Albertsons, and to tie it together with what we were just talking about, I'm sure Disneyland have facial recognition throughout the entire areas. Of, oh, hell yes. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they, you know, the aim is to draw attention to retail stores using facial scanning algorithms to boost their profits, intensify security systems, and even track employee, their employees. Now, I think you'll both probably agree with me that, you know, this is a technology that I'm sure isn't going to go away anytime soon. But what I would like is just the knowledge that it's being used. Why? Maybe some mm. sort of sign. I don't know. I Because then I could choose to go in or not. If I, I, I could vote with my wallet. I could say, well, I don't like the fact that they're using this, so I will go to a competitor store. There's no competitor mm -hmm. to Disney, though. Where are you going to go? I'm not, not talking about Disneyland farm? specifically. I'm, <laughs> hey. Hey, knots is a good time. Okay. Uh, not <laughs> uh, as good. You know, but, I'm just yeah. talking about just in general, you know, your right. Macy's, your Albertsons. Like if Ralph's is not using it and Albertsons is, then perhaps I will go to Ralph's. Okay. Give me yeah. the choice. I mean, you know, if we go anywhere, uh, you and I, you and I, Jason, both know this very well living in Los Angeles and what you were just dealing with today with the VW uh, commercial being shot out your house. There are signs up saying, if you come into this area, you agree to be blah 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 i'm asking for mm -hmm. the right. same sort of thing from the stores that i go to yeah there are there yeah. are and, and by the way in, in my local grocery store my ralph's here there are uh video cameras everywhere and they do have in the high security aisles aka razor blades for some reason and booze and booze <laughs> actually no not razor it's not the booze and laundry it's detergent not, yeah. yeah no <laughs> hey, dude they actually started putting tide pods in the back behind a glass case and you have to take a ticket up to buy tide pods now Yep. What the hell's up with that? <laughs> I did not know that th there was a black market for Tide Pods. I mean, yeah. I thought I thought we killed off all the kids that really cared about them a long time ago, thanks to social media. Come on. No, la laundry detergent is a hot black market item. Wow. Because because everybody needs it, and so it's easy to sell, and and, and it's it's not cheap. So it's if you can get it, you can you can turn it over quickly at a discount and there you'll find lots of customers but it's not so. like you can well, stuff got, it down I, your pants come on these things are I know, huge i know i've got to say i i remember <laughs> back in my college days walking around campus and then just starting to get outside of campus into the area where all the students shop and things like that vans would regularly pull up open their doors and and sell speakers that was the big commodity oh, yeah. back then oh yeah, yeah well yeah. the speakers that scam. the speaker scam <laughs> yeah. I, yeah you know i i'm just saying if one would have pulled up at that point with half cost laundry detergent i would have bought it too okay. yeah <laughs> did yeah, not you know, have a lot a story, of money in college <laughs> there was a story i saw about a, a couple weeks ago i guess now that was about a, a young girl teenage girl who got denied entry to a roller skating rink because she as she was waiting in line she got tagged by a facial recognition system that tagged her as being someone who had gotten in some sort of scuffle at the 
roller skating rink. Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of guesses now uh, as to what color skin this young teenage girl had. Well, she was black and apparently has a time machine because who has a roller skating rink anymore? <laughs> you know, yes. I was going to go Scandinavian. <laughs> right, right. She's tall, blonde. Yeah, that's, that's right. Well, the money goes to Jason. Uh, <laughs> who, uh, yeah, young African-American girl. And um, she had never been to this skating rink before. And, uh, Gee, and that's the way it goes. Wow. You know, that bias in facial recognition software just might be there. Mm. Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So. <sighs> it is private business. Yes, I don't think they're, they're you know, required to disclose anything. Uh, I am glad that uh, a lot of places are saying you cannot use this for law enforcement anymore, which is what it should be. But uh, mm -hmm. here's the deal. Did she sue and win a bunch of buckets of money? You know, because that's what I would be doing right now. They, yeah, I them. mean, they're they've. Last I saw, they were in the process of that so. of just giving her a bucket of money, saying "shut up." And <laughs> no, I, I mean, they were. Yeah, they they were negotiations were underway. Of so course, I, I suspect of she will course. probably get a, a bit of a payday and uh, go on her way and find another place to. Buy a cool new down. pair of blades. Yeah. With yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Buy, she she will be, have the highest quality All the blades. skates from now on. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, no roller blades, period. Not on this show. Damn it. <laughs> Aren't they still called blades, whatever they run? No. Those new ones? Well, oh, no, they're okay. roller skates. Roller skates have four wheels. No. Oh, two and okay. two. Two Sorry. and two. All right. No. Whatever. You just can't you okay. can't you can't do roller blades at a skating rink. That's just verboten. Sorry. I don't <laughs> care what color your skin is. No way. Anyway, what is way is uh I, I saw this over <laughs> on the Washington Post uh or actually, I didn't see it on the Washington Post, but uh, sites like the Washington Post, the New York Magazine, and a bunch of others have a bunch of porn embedded in them because a uh, uh, the site that used to be called, what was it? It was called VidMe. VidMe uh, mm -hmm. let their domain lapse, and a porn company bought it. Five Star Porn HD bought it <laughs> and uh, basically threw up a bunch of porn links for all the embeds that were out there, and good on them for doing it. <laughs> because that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> it must have been more work for them to get all the embeds to match than to just wipe the database and start clean. But Why uh, would they do that? That's free press. It's free press. It's quite, it's quite a troll. It's quite a troll. Yeah. It is. <laughs> you know? And here's the thing about embeds, you know? They also get all the all the data from all of the people that are coming to that site so they have all your tracking data you know everything that comes with getting an embed on your site without them having to actually sign anything you know because the deal with was the original vidme so now these these sites just have embeds for a dead site that has a completely new corporate structure and those people can take all that data and track as as they see fit willy-nilly i, I I love all the data collection that might be happening right now, like especially like personalization for ads, because it'd be like, likes articles about sociology, local news, and hardcore pornography. Exactly. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, link rot. Uh, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. I yeah. mean, and, and, you know, it's easy enough for these people to just do a quick SQL search and pull them all out and find them and pull them out. But uh, 
Yeah. Which I suspect many, there were many people frantically doing on the day. <laughs> exactly. That this came to pass. <laughs> <laughs> what's that select statement for Star Slash? What's the regex for <laughs> a Vidmium <No>. bed? <laughs> right. Shut them all down. Hurry. Yes. Yeah. I do declare. <laughs> Anyway, that was fun. It was a fun yeah. one. And uh, a yeah, listener, Joseph, fun. sent a link in here. So he wrote, oh, dear, somebody should have been listening to the GOG podcast. Well, nobody does. So people never <laughs> seem to understand how little privacy and anonymity there is. Sigh, hypocrites deserve to get slapped upside the head. But this also shows, once again, how many vulnerable and closeted individuals can be out and doxed. And this is the Catholic priest who quit after anonymized data revealed alleged use of grinder. No anonymized data. We know there's this. There's no such thing. We scream it from the – there's no such thing. Uh, data sets can be matched up. They will find you. They will target you. It will happen. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And it's – I got know. nothing else. I We know that there's no anonymized data. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. The- you should have just bought a burner. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're going to go on Grinder, <laughs> buy a burner. Period. But yeah, the guess thing what, I wonder though? About guess what, with though? This- Burner wouldn't have actually helped. I just, as I was saying it, a burner wouldn't have helped because the data from the burner would still point him back to his home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Unless he left it at the church. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I wonder about this is, um, so if this this was done by a reporter um, and the reporter was able to buy the data on the commercial market, nothing illegal about anything the reporter did is all mm-hmm. available. Um and I suspect why wouldn't this become standard operating p- procedure for every political campaign from now on? It's going if to be. Can just, There's no doubt yeah, about it. I mean, this, is, why this not? has got to be part of opposition research already. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm totally sure it yeah. is. Yeah. Yep. So my point is when when we have that happen and it becomes public, that will be the point when the laws start to get written. Yes, this is what you say all the time on this show. It is when when the lawmakers themselves get hung by hung by their own petard that we will actually get some laws about this. Uh, yeah. They have been hung by Has their it own actually petard many yet? times, and it hasn't happened. <laughs> <That's good>. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't going to point that out, but Jason did. <laughs> yes. I stand by my statement this time. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, Just God. hasn't gotten high enough yet, right? That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, look, I mean, look, if Biden can get hung by his petard for his, you know, uh, was it not Vimeo? Uh, what was the the horrible payment app that we all hate? Uh, Venmo. 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 Uh, you yes. know, yeah. if, if, if his public entire, finances. Yeah. Public finances. <laughs> it's like, OK, well, they changed it a bit just from public shaming, but there were no laws put into place, you know, yeah. and they're still horrible. I mean, somebody uh, asked me for yeah. my Venmo the other day and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> What? You still use that? What are you, a dinosaur? But uh, yeah, people still use it no matter what. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, man. And this one just, this this chaps my dazzle, as I like to say. Uh, QR codes are here to stay. So is the tracking they allow. And this comes from the ACLU. I've got, a, I've, mm-hmm. had, I've had many problems lately with the ACLU. <laughs> a lot of problems. Um the the biggest one was them trying to get all the prisoners released from Orange County prison or jail because of COVID and just letting them out on the streets because it was a risk to them, even though they were a risk to society. That was a big one. 
But now they say people don't understand that when you use a QR code, it inserts the entire apparatus of online tracking between you and your meal, says Jay Stanley, a senior policy analyst at the ACLU. Suddenly, your offline activity of sitting down for a meal has become part of the online advertising empire. Fuck you. QR code is a URL. That's it. Yes, I understand that, you know, you're going to get tracked if you have a URL, but that's up to the individual place and what they're doing. Because as we know, when you get a QR code for a menu, it just shows you an outdated PDF. Restaurants can't even update how menus work, let alone throw (laughs) you into the online tracking apparatus. Give me a fucking break, you moron. It's like, come on. I would just like to ask Jay Stanley, when was the last time he sat down at a meal that was offline? I don't. I've I've yet to be at a meal recently where people haven't had their phones out. Yeah, uh, which means they're getting the location data of which restaurant you're at. Blah 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 blah. Like, where is this guy eating? <laughs> Who's he eating with? I, he's he's <laughs> eat, obviously eating at Faraday Fries. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, he's getting his freedom fries. Yeah, free, freedom fries. Yeah, at Faraday's. The <laughs> That's it. If you're gonna if you're gonna tilt at a windmill, QR codes is not the one to go after. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean I pulled my my support for the ACLU a while ago, and this just makes me kind of happy I've done so because you, Mister J. Stanley, need to get a real fucking job if you're a senior policy analyst. Come on, this is ridiculous. QR codes are URLs. That's it. <sighs> oh, you know what? Next time Jay walks into a bar, hand him a COVID-soaked menu and see how he likes it. Sometimes you just got to sit back and let Jason go. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. Fuck this guy. It's just ridiculous. (laughs) Every time you think he's going to hit tap on the brakes a little bit, boom, gas. (laughs) No, it's just a snowball rolling downhill. (laughs) Am I wrong? I saw. Am I wrong? That's all. That's my only question is, am I wrong? Uh, Jason, as with so many times, it's not what you say. It's the way you say it. It's how you say it. (laughs) With vim, vigor, and panache, I would like to say. (laughs) With (laughs) complete confidence in every word. Every goddamn Uh, word of it. Yeah. I saw a guy on Twitter recently, just this last week, who was uh, bragging about how he has a QR code on his back bumper. And he uses it to rickroll people. So he enjoys being at stoplights and suddenly he'll hear the car behind him start blasting, never going to give you up because they couldn't resist. They put the QR code in and now it's playing through their stereo system. So hats off to that guy. That's that's genius. But uh, in terms of just like, again, the three of us here, like. I've never, ever taken a picture of a random QR code anywhere because it is a URL. And who knows what that URL is going to do to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had, like, I used to have, well, when I ran blog rolling, I had a blog rolling uh, URL QR code on my car. And people would get out of their car, run up and take a picture of it and go back to their car. You know, I've seen mm-hmm. this happen in, in real life. So, you know, I, I don't know why we don't have GOG on our cars right now because <laughs> obviously it works. Well, just at the risk of actually talking about something security related in this segment today. <laughs> why? Uh, why? <laughs> I mean, the the real, the legit risk is that let's say you pull up to your local gas station and you decide, hey, I want to try out this this app that they have to pay for my gas. And there on the pump is a QR code. Um, somebody could have very easily have driven up Never to Never going to give you up. <laughs> <Never gonna laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they could have put their own sticker over top of the sticker with the legit QR code. Ooh. And yes. it could just be a man in the middle attack. We've, so we've they're talked about that. gathering yeah. all your information. Yep. And it looks like the you know the Exxon or whatever gas station it is. It uh-huh. looks like the legit site. But they're just gathering up your information, your password, whatever. Yep. Well, God um, damn it, so Jay Stanley's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm sorry. We talked you about this seven years ago. No, we talked so, about this seven years ago when China was going to all QR code payments. And we're like, what's to stop somebody by, I don't know, making a sticker that goes on top of it? Come on. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, right. So what, so what someone needs to do is they need to make <laughs> fake menus for restaurants that people go to. So you replace the QR codes, people go there, they scan it, and then everybody starts ordering things that are not actually on the menu <laughs> at that restaurant. See, I was, I was going a little if bit... If I were a teenager... <laughs> yeah. See, I, Dave, I was going a little, be all bit over more, little bit more dark because I want a QR code that op, like immediately opens a website that just has a progress bar saying, your files are now being encrypted. Please send us X amount of Bitcoin <laughs> and <laughs> boom. And then it just mm-hmm. shows them that screen. And obviously, it doesn't do anything. And then after that obviously. is a, you know, uh, uh, an affiliate link to you know, some kind of security service that we could make money on. But that's just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, did, I think, did I tell you about the time when a, a security company sent me a box full of cookies that had QR codes printed on them? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's somewhere, there's a picture of them somewhere back in my Twitter history. There's a picture. I posted a picture of them and it was kind of exactly that. They sent me a box of these delicious cookies and printed on the cookies were QR codes. And of course, I, you know, well, I ate the cookies, but I also scanned the <laughs> QR codes because I, I knew it was from a security company. And so how bad could it be? But when um, you, you know, it, and it basically clicked through to their website that said, ha QR codes are dangerous. You're lucky that it was us, the good guys and not some bad guy. <laughs> and, you know, here, learn more about blah, 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 blah. But yeah. Uh, you know, the way to to a vulnerability, for me anyway, and I would dare say for, for most men, is through our stomachs. And it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely worked. Your stomachs <laughs> and your other Ooh. parts that are a little lower. <laughs> That's right. Cookies. Ooh. All right. Yeah, our base instincts. Yep. Never fails. Oh, so. man. Okay. We're making some QR code stickers today. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. There you go. Sticker Mule's going to really nice. love me soon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys. Well, this was fun. It was fun. We, yep. got, we, got, we got some Star Wars. We got some Disney. And we actually had some fun. There was some porn involved. And uh, all something for These everyone. are a few of your favorite things. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> okay, gents. All Talk right. to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> all, all right. Bye. Closing shout outs. Over at Patreon, we've got Wayne and Fun Day Paw Pet Show. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Fun day. Uh, over at PayPal, we've got Joseph, Josh, Mark, Adam, Thomas, and Charlie. Thank you all so much. All right. Over the tip jar, we've got Keith R. for a one-time donation. We've got Desiree from Sweden, our super fan. Love you, lady. You are have a, you are a crazy birthday girl. And uh, she gave a one-time donation. And Jennifer C. started a subscription. So, hey, thank oh, you, everybody. Thank you so much. And a super shout-out to Desiree for our super fan. We love you. And we have a whole slew of five-star ratings from people that actually listen to more than a few minutes of the show, which is nice. Uh, actually, we have so many of these, I feel like I should just never come I, back. Go out on a high note, <laughs> I Jason. Think, I, 
<laughs> I, I think that you should go to GOG.show slash reviews and read all of these because they're pretty good. But some of them are uh, novels. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the first up, and this is a shorter one, is from Claudia, who gave us a five star rating. My must have on Wednesdays. Entertaining, informative, helped me through 2020. Me not being a tech girl, I learned a lot and had as much fun. Thanks, guys. And keep going. And Adam with a five star says, looking forward to the show every week. I love the take the Grumps have on news and tech every week. I always queue it up at the top of my Wednesday morning commute. All right. And the next one is is one of the novels. This is from Electrocrat71, who gave us a five-star rating and apparently knows us and wants to tease us with that knowledge without letting us know who he is. Which oh, is this one! Kind okay. of a uh, dick yeah. move. Yeah, we got to read this one because it, we'll, we'll skip the rest. You can go to the show for the rest from Barrett and Tapper99. But this one is important because... This is a dick move. <laughs> Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> All right. Look, I've actually met both of you. Snark is in our blood, but somehow I managed to escape L.A., Santa Monica. So not only do we know him, he lived or she lived in the exact same place I live. Back in 97, my cynicism grew while yours only seems to have festered. Brian's leaving for another country like I did gave me great hope that he might develop a level of callousness the show should definitely have. Not to mention any names here. Yeah, you're doing a good job with that. But certain other co-hosts could learn something and flee the lunatic asylum after all these years <laughs> and see that there is indeed no reason to hold back anymore. Seriously, you me. guys yes. are and have <laughs> been great. Brian, you shouldn't have a problem wiring in once you've settled in Canada. It's not like broadband isn't better outside the United States. It generally is. And Dave manages to do it even during cicada season. Keep up the good work. P.S. I do miss running into you fools. Now you will really wonder who wrote the review. W. Who left for Scandinavia but was too stupid so came back in the U.S. in time for President Orange Stain. So there you go. And please don't make it sound like I've never left the country. I have. I know what it's like out there. I have too. I've been <laughs> since '97. I've been around the world a couple times. So come on, uh, I just don't want to move because I have shit. W. Thanks, yeah. W. I do appreciate the review, but come on, at least send, you should send us an email saying who you are. Yeah, this is '97, so this had to be box top days when we both worked together. Because since then, we we're never seen in public together ever. Like you know, once. we could be Batman. <laughs> you, you know, I could be Bruce Wayne, and you could be. Batman, or the other way around. Who knows? I have more weapons, so I'm probably Batman. <laughs> Didn't you wake up and discover a machete by your bed the other day? I did wake up and found a machete. Well, no, I was packing and I found a machete. Then I put it next to my bed because I'm like, this should be next to my bed because I own a machete. <laughs> One of no, those COVID no, purchases. No, it shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it should. Sometimes I mean, yes, it's, it's next to my sad. killer attack dog and and my, you know, <laughs> look, yes, I have. I have lots of things that keep people out, but I have nothing to keep out anymore to protect anymore. So I've Spartanized again. Okay, let's wrap it up. No show next week. I got to tear down all this stuff and put it in a box, Jason. I got to go watch them film a VW commercial with this crazy ass camera truck out in front of my house. So, yes, all uh, right. I'm Jason DeFilippo. See you guys and next time. Until next time, whenever I come back, I'm Brian Canadian A. Schulmeister A. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. If you enjoy the show, visit GOG.show slash donate to help us keep the lights on and we'll love you forever. You can also help us out by sharing the show with your friends and enemies. It's easy and absolutely free. And seriously, share the show with your friends and enemies. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 516. From there, you can find links to everything we talked about in this episode, as well as links to our swag and Discord channel if you want to buy some stuff or chat with us and other show fans. You can also head over to GOG.show slash contact and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air, except for the 17 million line reviews. But if you do want to leave a review, go to GOG.show slash review and toss us a snarky one and preferably five stars. Stay grumpy and we'll see you in two weeks.